conversation people are realizing is what has the potential to be a profit center rather than a cost center. And actually, if you start to think about that full customer lifecycle and, you know, the pre, uh, during and post-purchase journey, it has a really, really strong potential to um, drive some amazing, amazing revenue figures for you. All right, you're listening to the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by WebsiteClosers.com, a show about how to build your e-commerce business to be profitable, scalable, and one day even sellable. I'm Isaac Porter, and on the show today, the CEO of The Chat Shop, Joe Bush, tells us all about how chatbots and chat should be used in e-commerce and technology businesses. We've all seen chatbots at the bottom right-hand corner of various websites, Uh, If we engage with them, sometimes they work pretty well and other times, maybe not so much. The New York Times recently wrote an article on chatbots where they described trying and failing to find a solution with a chatbot as a spiral of misery. But we know that chatbots can be super effective and it definitely has worked well for a lot of our clients at website closers. And, you know, for example, now even the IRS is getting into the action, opening up chatbots for the first time on irs.gov. So let's bring in our guest today, Joe Bush. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Hey, Isaac. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, glad to have you, man. So, uh, Joe, can you give us the, the origin story of uh, the chat shop? I read that you started this business in 2011, which I think if we convert that into uh, e-commerce years, I think are like dog years. So that would make you about 77 years old. Indeed, I was still trying to grow a beard back then. Um, so yeah, the, the idea came up in, in 2011, um, really from a, an organization called Rackspace, who I, I believe you have in America as well as, as here in the UK. They were one of the only firms at the time using chat to drive revenue. And uh, we just kind of felt like there, there was a lot of opportunity here. You know, a lot of brands had moved online. And they felt like it was great. You know, it's cheaper to uh, market and sell, but you lose that kind of human interaction component, the kind of the shop assistants, the, the, the individuals who can help you find what you want. And so we set out to try and resolve that challenge, that opportunity, um, and bring chat to organizations in a nice, scalable manner. We found there was two main reasons why people weren't using chat. One, they didn't realize it existed. And two, it was really difficult to manage. You know, you need someone there 24-7, ideally. Volumes come in in peaks and troughs. And it's a tricky thing to, to get right. Um, you know, you don't have any tone of voice, you don't have any body language. And that's really where the business was business was born. Gotcha. Interesting. So, you know, as you know, our audience is really comprised mostly of, of owners who are looking to sell their e-commerce businesses or buyers who are looking to buy an e-commerce business. And one of the, the main focuses in that process, process is cash flow and the profitability of the business. Can you give us some stats on the chat shop and your products and services? You know, how does it increase purchases or conversion rates or AOV? You know, what, how do you think about the utility of your technology? Good question. So <laughs> it varies a lot <laughs> across different brands. Uh, different markets, different um, levels of considered purchase. So I'm always a bit hesitant to give you uh, fixed figures. What we do find is that people we speak to convert an average five times uh, higher, five times more likely to convert 
and they typically spend between 10 and 20% more within that transaction. Obviously, we don't speak to everyone online, so we find that tends to translate to between a 10 and 20% increase in revenue. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's significant. Um, yeah. And just out of curiosity, what's the cost structure like if you're comparing it as a percentage of revenue? So, I mean, for, for, for the way we structure our costs, we find that um, our, our costs are maybe 10% of the, of the revenue driven. Oh, wow. Okay. So is there any reason that anyone wouldn't want to have chat or does it not work? Is there any, there any industries, categories or sectors, you know, within e-commerce or technology, I guess, that, that, that this product doesn't work for? It's best placed within the considered purchase market. You know, the things that you, you take a bit more time to decide, um, you know, the right product for you. Um, if you're buying an everyday item, which it's, you know, super easy to understand, super easy to compare, chat often doesn't make that much sense in the, in the pre-sales journey. Um, if you, it's something you take a bit more time to consider and uh, it's, it's a much more personal decision, whether that's B2B or B2C, chat has a really good opportunity to add, you know, a decent amount of value. So sometimes, you know, I think, and it's a, it's a great point around kind of the complexity of the purchase and the, maybe the product that's being, uh, being sold. And, and I think sometimes people just want to speak with a real person. So, you know, is there a way that your technology can integrate and provide that capability, you know, at some point in the, in the chat funnel? I've, yeah, I mean, throughout. So, um, we tend to try and look at organizations in, in three different areas. So you've got the, the pre-purchase journey, um, the, the sorts of kind of thoughts and questions people have before they commit to a purchase. You've got the during purchase journey, uh, you know, when you're halfway through the checkout and the discount code doesn't work or you want to find out a little bit more about the refund or return policies. And then there's the post-purchase journey. So when someone has an issue or uh, needs some additional support, um, and those are the kind of the, the three core areas that, that we tend to look at. Cool. So if, if I'm in, just to continue that thought process a little bit further, if I'm in the uh, mid-purchase journey, you know, kind of in the middle of the, the, the process there, and I want to be able to get a real person, is that is that an option that your clients are able to give to their customers? Most definitely. Most definitely. And one of the key components to the success of any chat program is around identifying at what point uh, a customer potentially needs some support, some help, some assistance. Right. And the beauty of online is every interaction an individual has with your website is trackable. Um, and so, so, you know, some of the work we often do is looking at around at what point do people drop out of the funnel? And often it is around, you know, things like delivery returns, discount codes, when they're partway through the cart. And so we, we often track that behavior and use it as an opportunity to resolve that uh, challenge at that point in time. And to go back to an earlier question around, you know, the impact on conversion rate and average order value, the amount of times people drop out of a basket for various different reasons is, is high. And the beauty of all things conversation is you can resolve those challenges in real time, in the moment, while they're there and ready to purchase. And that's one of the key reasons why it drives such good return. Totally. That makes, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, just as a, you know, a consumer myself, I, I do almost all my shopping online and uh, I put stuff in the cart and then, and then walk away from it from various reasons, usually because I had some question that wasn't answered and maybe I go to try to figure it out and come back later or something. But if it, 
you know, if I had a point of contact right in that moment, it would be really helpful. So um, interesting. So what makes an effective chat bot versus a lousy one? You know, how does, how does, how do you differentiate on your technology and, and does it get smarter for a particular customer's company and the questions that their clients are asking uh, on a regular basis? So, I mean, you're, you're right in terms of the article, how loud, how most bots are, are lousy. There's no doubt about that. I feel like a lot of, a lot of brands, they focus it too much from a internal, what's going to help me as a, as a business perspective rather than thinking about the customer and how can we assist them and support that customer in, at that point in time in the best way possible. Within the bot space, there's typically two broad uh, approaches. There's menu-based, which is much more like an IVR system where you uh, show to the user options that they can click on and work their, their way through. These are simpler and easier and more foolproof, um, much easier to get right first time. There's then more the kind of the natural conversation side of things, which are typically provide a better customer experience, but they require so much more effort to not just build, but then optimize over time. And I think that the mistake people often make is they build something, they test it, they launch it, and then they kind of consider it done. Um, whereas in reality, you know, it, it's a continuous process and we all talk in different ways. We all have different needs and the, the way we approach things has to adapt to the vast array of different different customers and, and, and inquir- inquiry types. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So, so that ad- that that adaptation over time is that something that you do for your clients at the chat shop, or are you looking for their feedback? Is it kind of self managed, or how does that actually work? In most cases, we we own and deliver the whole whole process end to end. In in other cases, we might assist and and support that process. The main thing is that there is someone there looking at it to improve things over over time. Awesome. Let's talk about a couple of case studies, if if you don't mind. Can you give us some examples of um, some you know, e-commerce or technology companies that you've worked with, how they've utilized your 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 products, and what the outcome has been for them? So I think quite a good one to to talk about, and it's it's not American uh, based, but there's a company called CBS Bahamas. And they are the kind of the biggest uh, home improvement store. Like Home Depot in the Bahamas, right? Exactly that. Exactly that. Or for you know, UK listeners, they're kind of B&Q or, or home base. Yeah. It's a country which is um, quite slow to adopt digital. And they reached out because they had some challenges with, with driving sales. For the last 12, 18 months, we've been working together and driven some amazing, amazing results for them. They're using a kind of a hybrid solution. So a combination between a, a chatbot and a, and a human team, both available 24-7. Um, but it enables us to capture the full customer lifecycle, you know, pre and post-purchase uh, inquiries um, and driven some amazing results. You know, I think they're looking at just over 20% chat to uh, sale conversion rate. And what's more impressive, out of normal hours, uh, they've seen a five times increase in, in sales. Um, just by having someone there available who knows what they're talking about and is delivering a, a, a great experience. In other markets, you know, th- there's a lot of brands I can't talk about because of um, confidentiality reasons, but we have quite a lot of customers in the uh, high-end jewelry space, um, you know, building customer engagement rings or uh, kind of personalized jewelry. And this is an interesting one because it's often a hybrid between lead generation and online sales. 
it's quite a technical product range, which is a very kind of personal, emotive, and quite a unusual process for people to go through. You know, a lot of people only get engaged once, uh, not yeah. everyone, <laughs> but a lot of people only go through that, that process once. And so it's a perfect case whereby having someone there who knows what they're talking about, who can just augment that experience and guide you through the process and just build that confidence and comfort. Um, and the results for them, have, you know, for, for everyone that we represent in, in that space have been particularly good. Awesome. How can e-commerce companies or companies that you're working with use chat on social media platforms? How does that integrate and what would be the kind of the concept there? So the first question I would suggest people ask themselves is, is the why? You know, what are you looking to achieve by using chat or bots through your social channels? Social, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't really use many of the social channels, I guess, apart from LinkedIn, is, um, is a bit of a funny place in terms of people go there for inspiration um, and to engage with the brands that they, that they love um, and often for support more so than to specifically try and buy something through that particular channel. For, I would always ask yourself, what are we looking to try and achieve? And then crafting a solution around that. You know, if, if it's um, mainly using it as a support channel, then a, you know, using a, a chatbot is quite a good way of being able to provide those instant, fast responses to your common, common queries and then escalating over to a human <clears throat> if need be. Um, one of the thoughts with we've toyed with but haven't really done too much with is around uh trying to drive engaging interactive experiences through social channels which is much more really what what the channel is about and with bots you can craft flows and experiences which are designed to engage and um warm up and excite the user gamify the experience if if you will rather than to directly uh, sell or support wow that'd be that's pretty interesting so you're talking about gamifying social media by integrating chat into the platform so it's more of a dynamic, customized experience? It, and, and that could form you know, a range of different ways of doing things regardless of, or, or with being mindful of what, uh, what your brand does as a, as a business. Yeah, super cool, man. So I, I was checking out your website and you, your, your business uses the language of conversational marketing. It, it seems like your services really go beyond just a chat bot on a website. So can you tell us kind of throughout the process, throughout that sales funnel, how your services interact with uh, your clients, customers? So I think in our world, conversational marketing is mainly referring to using live chat and chatbots to be able to drive lead opportunities. You know, regardless of whether you are looking to purchase something online in, the, in, in an e-commerce journey or you're a B2B um, potential buyer looking to try and find out more about a, a product or solution, we all have the same uh, needs and desires to um, kind of find out more about the, the, that particular product or, or service. What we find is websites have to be catered to the masses. They can't be tailored to every single one of us. And we all have quite unique, unique needs and, um, and desires. And so we look at conversation as a whole around how can we augment and support that journey on a one-to-one and real-time basis? Um, because our website as I say, can only focus on the many, uh, on the average user. So we find it's a great tool to be able to take someone from that kind of awareness interest phase through to their desire and action phase. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. And I guess as they, as they move through that, the, the awareness phase into desire and action, then they're more likely to convert and spend more money as they do it. Yeah. But I think, 
you know, the, the, the way we try and look at it is not every conversation has to end in a sale or a lead. It's all around, you know, empowering a, a visitor to have the information, confidence and trust that they need to be able to move them along that journey. Whether it takes one conversation or 10, um, it's just around kind of augmenting that experience and um, empowering them with the knowledge that they need to be able to be confident in, in what they want to do. Yeah, it seems like a lot of your focus is around, it's customer centric, right? It's, it's understanding what the, the brand is trying to represent to the customer and then, and then communicating that back. Um, in an interview last year, you said, or, or you were quoted as saying, uh, we've spent the last nine years and three million human conversations solving one problem, how we can take a conversation up a level and we're still learning. Um, so, you know, how are you taking conversation up a level? How, how are your services, you know, continuing to iterate and improve on, on the conversations that you're having? So I'm not sure what interview that's from, but um, I, I've said that a few times for sure. Um, <clears throat> so I think, you know, we as a business take uh, quite, I think quite a unique approach to how we, how we do that. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, Japanese manufacturing term Kaizen. Yeah. Okay, perfect. The idea of making small incremental improvements ends up having a, a, a kind of profound uh, net impact. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that applies across our organization. And so that is something we look at from the way we build a strategy for an account through to the technology that we use, um, through to the optimization phase as well. You know, we have clients, we have prospects who have a particular problem. So um, one not too long ago was... We have our main markets uh, are America, but we also serve other languages. What can we do? So we built a, you know, a, an application to enable um, uh, human agents to be able to speak in any language by using some middleware, which converts, um, translates the language in between the agent and the, uh, and, and the customer. So nothing particularly groundbreaking, but it serves a very specific purpose and adds value to the business and to the consumer and suddenly opens up greater markets. One of the big projects we're working on at the moment is the conversations generate a huge amount of data. You know, the three million plus conversations that we have in our, in our database, there's so much insight in there, which can serve every single stakeholder in the business, you know, from marketing through to product, through to technology, through to the board. But what's really difficult is understanding what you can learn from that information. So in the process, we're kind of at the proof of concept stage at the moment of building a conversational insights platform, which would ingest all of your transcript data and surface up relevant, insightful information for businesses to be able to take action based on. So things like it may well tell you that customers are um, you know, talking negatively, their sentiment is dropping once delivery information starts to get discussed in the conversation. Something which you may be not noticed uh, because it's spread across you know, the last 1,000 conversations, but something which you can fix and then improve your sales yeah. by having that information brought to you in a nice, easy-to-digest manner. Um, and that sort of mindset is, is something that we apply across, across the business um, because we are there talking to customers and clients about their problems and finding you know, useful, clever ways of resolving those, those challenges and opportunities. That's awesome. That, that could be... Uh really valuable information if you're able to extrapolate it and, you know, quantify the, the conversation. I imagine you get all these, I guess in my mind, 
I'm envisioning the data is just logs of all these conversations. But if you've got a technology that can pull out relevant trends and, and pieces of uh, information, that could be incredibly valuable business knowledge to get direct feedback from from customers. Definitely. The, I think, you know, the, the, the data is there. Processing it is perfectly doable. But then making it easy for stakeholders to understand is probably the tricky bit and working out what of that data is worth pulling out and worth actioning. Um, but it's a really interesting project and something that we're, we're super excited about. Very cool. So what, what's, the, what's the future of conversation marketing and, and chat? There's a few trends, I feel, or at least I'm, I'm, I'm being exposed to. One is that conversation people are realizing is or has the potential to be a profit center rather than a cost center. And that, you know, customer service is just a small proportion of what conversation can bring. And actually, if you start to think about that full customer lifecycle and, you know, the pre, uh, during and post-purchase journey and um, focusing on what the customer wants and, and uh, working out a way of, of serving those, those needs, it has a really, really strong potential to um, drive some amazing, amazing revenue figures for you. Um, and a lot of people are starting to realize that. Um, and they've scratched, scratched the surface with the customer service side of things. And then they're starting to expand out to the, to the pre-purchase journey as well. Mm. I think the second key trend, which is, is, is on its way, is much more immersive experiences. So chat you know, runs online, runs on your mobile. Um, but it doesn't just have to be text-based. You can do a lot more within the window. Um, we've just built a kind of payments and chat application for one of the big kind of EU payment processes, which enables you know, agents and customers to transact through a chat window, which is really cool. There's a lot more you can do in terms of uh, bringing pictures and videos and links within chat. Um, and I think that's going to increase over time. And I think the third and final uh, one is, is around taking a more smart approach around the combination between humans and bots within a chat window, um, which is something that a lot of brands do, um, but it's going to increase as, as time goes on, um, especially as technology improves and people's kind of awareness and interest in, in the channel improves. That's interesting. So yeah, what, how does that transition typically look like when you're, you go from a chat bot to a, to a live agent on chat, you know, I've, I've been through a couple of purchase experience where that's happened. And I think in those cases, it was, you know, the bot introduced himself as a bot. And then when, when I was trained and I asked some series of questions and then they said, we're going to transfer you to a live agent that was with Verizon. I just bought a new iPhone last week, actually. Um, and then I had to leave the chat. Interesting. You brought up payments. I had to leave the chat to go check out on the website. Um, when I, when I got my, my iPhone. So, uh, you know, how does that process sound to you and what, what could be improved on it? The main thing for me is to not try and hide the human side, make it super easy for customers to access the human side. And if they always go through the human side, then that probably tells you something about the way you built the chatbot. Um, chatbots can be designed and should be designed to take the customer to the path or the outcome they want in as short and easy way as, as, as possible. Um, but all too often, people create uh, hurdles that customers have to go through. So, of course, the human side of things is, is going to be easy. 
and also to be really obvious whether you're talking to a bot or a human, because trust is everything in this world, uh, not just on on chat. Yeah. Okay. Just curious, curious uh, aside question there. So, uh, Joe, how can our how can our listeners connect with you? So feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I go under uh, uh, Joe Bush. Um, and if you'd like, feel free to drop me an email as well. My email address is joe, as in J-O-E, at thechatshop.com. Um, always happy to share thoughts, ideas, you know, to hump, drop, uh, jump on a call and um, chat through your goals and ambitions for, for conversation. Not in a sales way, it's just something I like talking about. All right, that was Joe Bush, CEO of The Chat Shop, which you can find at thechatshop.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by WebsiteClosers.com. If you like this show, be sure to rate us, write a review, press the follow button, or share with your network. And of course, if you're looking for help selling your e-commerce business, be sure to visit WebsiteClosers.com. This episode was edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Isaac Porter. Connect with me on LinkedIn and we'll see you next time on the Deal Closers podcast.